This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, the biblical roots of the United Kingdom and the British Empire. These tribes in the Isles go from being nobodies compared to Spain and Portugal and the world empires at that time. England was a nobody and they go from being nobodies to in one century take over and become a world empire that the sun never sets. That's the divine blessing. The British people didn't do that. That was given to them as a blessing in the Bible, thanks to Abraham. This podcast is brought to you by House Carers. You know the feeling, that knot that materializes in your stomach as you drive away from your house to begin a two-week vacation. By the time you hit the highway, worries are running through your mind. Did I turn off the coffee pot? What if the house burns down? Well, thankfully, there's a cure for this same old panic attack. House sitting. If you don't have a neighbor to watch over your home while you're away, a house sitter can really help with your sanity. There's a company that can match you up with someone who will look after your home, and more importantly, someone with whom you'll feel comfortable. House Carers has been securely matching homeowners with house sitters for nearly 20 years. And they have pet sitters, too. Find out more at clearbroadcast.com. That's clearbroadcast.com. Clearbroadcast.com. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Wednesday. You're halfway to the weekend. Hang on, you can do it. I hope this episode will assist you in some small way to help you get through the day. Hey, are you a fan of Big Bang Theory? I think it might be going on 15 seasons. It's incredible, an incredible run. But one of my favorite parts of the series is Sheldon's little YouTube show, Fun with Flags. I love flags myself, and I've always been fascinated uh, by the Union Jack, for example, both the name and the design of the British flag. And if you share that interest, I think you're going to enjoy this episode and maybe learn a little something as well. I know I did. Turns out, the roots of the Union Jack and the United Kingdom and the British Empire may very well go back to the Holy Land and the Old Testament and the blessings of Abraham. Does the United Kingdom of England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales come from the United Kingdom of Israel under King David? 
Hold on to your hats. We're about to find out. Nelson Thal is recognized as one of the world's leading authorities on the science of communication, media, and process analysis. His expertise has afforded him the opportunity to define law terms for the Federal Court of Canada and develop a television series with Dr. Timothy Leary. Bill Gates and Peter Lloyd invited Nelson to contribute an essay to the book Web Weaving back in 1998. While a graduate student studying at the University of Toronto with Professor Marshall McLuhan, Nelson became a McLuhan protege and served as the president of the Marshall McLuhan Center on Global Communications from 1990 to 1995. He served on the boards of directors of Torstar, Stan Lee Media Inc., Peace Arch Films and Entertainment, and other publicly traded media companies. He's a lecturer, author, and is a consultant to companies in the United States, Russia, Canada, and Britain. Check out his website at tribaltalkers.com. Nelson Thal, welcome back to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? It's terrific being here and being able to send my voice electronically over to you there, Richard. We're going to go all the way back to the roots of England, really, and the monarchy. It begins as far back as Jacob in the Old Testament. So let's begin there, shall we? Uh, We're going to use some wide brushes in communicating this stuff because uh, there's a lot of pins and support that uh, not everybody has or prerequisites. So let's move it and keep it as as open as we can at the beginning and then fine-tune it as we go along and define our terms. Okay, so... Let's begin with Jacob and and his 12 sons, the 12, which would become the 12 tribes of Israel, and then later the 14 tribes because of Joseph's two children. So Jacob is, is, is bestowing upon his children, uh, his spiritual, uh, inherit, the spiritual inheritance and the material inheritance. So let's begin there. Talk to me about Jacob and and um, who he gives his spiritual inheritance to and his material inheritance to. In order to start, Rich, let me um, just give a a, a quick prerequisite here, and that is that um, Jacob's descendants uh, became lost for many years in history, and they were then they were found at the time of Christ. and which is important to know, it's thanks to Christ that we found this, because uh, Jacob became lost, but then they became found. And at the time that Christ came and his disciples started to write the Bible, um, Christ told them all to go to the house of Israel, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And in the first got in the Gospels. Uh, completely at the beginning, you'll see that Christ is telling his his uh, disciples, some of them apostles, uh, uh, to go and to spread the word to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And so when you follow the travels of those men, simply tra- follow those travels, and it's easy to spot who are those 12 nations today, where are those 12 tribes? So with that in mind, um, to bring it just to the surface, we all are aware of the flag of the British Empire, the United Kingdom, it's called. And we can get into why it's called United. It's called the United Kingdom because it's the unification of these 12 sons of Jacob. And um, 
the flag of the United Kingdom is named after the father of the 12 sons who are now united in the kingdom in the UK, and that's called the Union Jack. And so it's called the Union Jack. And so the proof that this tribe, which was lost and now found, and where we see where it now know, and we found it, so we know it today, the fact that um, it has a flag by the name of Union Jack after 3,000 years uh, shows that after 3,000 years of time, it's still here today. And that says a lot because over the period of 3,000 years, not a lot of tribes were hanging around and made it to the point where they created a world empire, which is what uh, happened to the British. They got their world empire, and that was the the proof of the blessing that Abraham had been given. Okay, so we should Um, point out that the Union Jack, the Jack, stands for Jacob. The Jack stands for Jacob, exactly. And we should also point out that when we talk about the lost sheep of Israel, these uh, tribes, um, they were scattered after the the Babylonians uh, came in and they sacked Jerusalem and they took away many into slavery. Later, the Assyrians came in. Uh, and and took many into captivity. So there was this the original sort of diaspora of these these lost twelve tribes, um, but two remained behind, right in in the kingdom of in the southern kingdom, which was Judah. Right. Just to be accurate, uh, just to real quickly, um, what happened was when King David was alive, all these tribes were united together into the into a country, into a nation called Israel. At the time of King David, they were called Israel. But after King David died and then uh, um, his son took over, Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, and after he died, what happened was Israel was no longer kept united. They split into two sections with 10 tribes going to the north and creating their country called Israel with its headquarters at Samaria. And the other two tribes formed in Jerusalem and stayed loyal to the house of David. Uh, they were there and continued loyal to the house of David. Those t- Judah was the only tribe that remained. And then Benjamin was the young son, the youngest son who stayed with Judah. So Judah and Benjamin formed the house of Judah and the other 10 tribes, specifically Joseph's tribe, which was the biggest. It, uh, it, uh, it, uh, Joseph's tribes created a new country called Israel. Right. And we should also point out that in addition to the 12 tribes, we have Joseph's two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Right. Uh, so that makes 12 tribes really in the north. Well, what it, what it means is that, yes, what happened is that uh, what happened was that Jacob um, adopted his grandsons, Ephraim and Manasseh. <clears throat> so what happened was um, when the father of 12 adopts the two as sons, in re- the two grandsons, to replace his son. Remember, Joseph had been sent into slavery by these boys. 
They got angry with Joseph. He had this coat on. They didn't like his coat. They tore up the coat. They threw him in a ditch. They schemed to kill him. But instead of killing him, they they sort of came to a consensus to sell him. And they sold him to traders who took him off to Egypt. Right. These are so Joseph's brothers, with- his jealous brothers who did this to him. Exactly. So eventually what happened is years later, when it was time to um, do his will, he basically adopted his two grandsons as sons. So the 12 tribes became 13. Right. Now. Right. That's how, how right. you get that and why it's confusing. Some people say, is it 12? Is it 13? Well, the thing is, when you adopt your grandson and now he becomes your son, it means your son is now also your brother. From Joseph's standpoint, his kids now from being his sons to also being his brothers. Right. So, because his father adopted them. So, and this and this comes back to England and, and more specifically the Union Jack, uh, because when the Jacob ten tribes in seven twenty two B.C. the ten tribes, the ten tribes were taken into captivity by the Assyrians. Right in seven twenty two B.C. and all that was left after that was the nation of Judah and the Jews. So you had the nation of the Jews, but the other descendants of J- Jacob's children, they went and became lost. Right. And they, they were, were scattered. Captivity. They were scattered. Right. Now. And they were basically taken up to the Black Sea Caspian Way area. And then eventually they moved their ways as Assyria lost to Babylon as an empire. It started to scatter across northeastern Europe. And with it, it took all the captives. And the captives were all the ten tribes of Israel. So the ten tribes of Israel were piggybacked by Assyria northeast and eventually settled in the isles and became the island, became basically United Kingdom, which is the unification of the ten brothers. Right, the unification of the tribes of Israel or the northern kingdom, which became Israel. Exactly. Now, we have to talk about the Union Jack again because we have the cross on the Union Jack. Uh, but we also have this crisscross or an X through the cross. And that also goes back to the Old Testament and Jacob, and uh, you pick it up from there. Explain what that cross or that X rather, what the X on the Union Jack, Jack for Jacob, what that X means. What the X means is that when Jacob passed on the blessing, the covenant blessing, when the covenant blessing was passed by Jacob, he passed it to his two sons. And when he laid hands on the sons, which was the method for transferring a blessing, when he laid hands on the two sons, he crossed his hands and he put his right hand on the younger and his left hand on the older, which was a switch. Because usually the blessings always the for the lion's share of the blessing always goes first to the oldest son, but he didn't put it on the oldest son. He put it on the youngest son, which was Ephraim, and said that Manasseh, when 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 Joseph questioned him about crossing his hands, he said, "No, father, you're putting your right hand on the younger; it should be on the older." Uh, Jacob said, I know my son, but even though the young, the older will be great, the younger shall be greater than he. 
So obviously so, Jacob had received kind of a, a last minute instruction from, from God, you know, right. to do the old. And it's interesting, you know, Nelson, because the Bible is, is filled with stories of the younger son usurping the older son. Yeah, you have Jacob and Esau to, 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 is, is what you're looking at. There, there's the first example, since we're talking about Jacob. Jacob and Esau both, of course. Esau sold his, his birthright. The blessing went from Isaac to Esau, and Esau sold it. He didn't feel it had any value. He sold it. Whoops, I lost you there. Can you hear me? You there? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So just to pick up as he sold it. Esau sold his birthright. Yeah, Esau sold his birthright to Jacob for a, for, for, for a bowl of soup. So here we have the sort of a continuance then of this, of this narrative in the Bible where the younger son usurps— Took advantage of the older. Right, but in this case, Jacob the direction— Jacob takes advantage of Esau. But in this, in this case, the, the, obviously yeah. the instruction came directly from God to Jacob to bestow right. the wealth the, uh, on the younger son, which is Ephraim. Right. And the lion's share. Right. So that, America still has got a huge, but it's not an empire like the British was. Well, we yes, we need to explain this so that Ephraim is, is England and Manasseh represents the United States. So right. Ephraim, the younger son, gets the, the lion's share, the blessing. And again, this crossing of the hands by Jacob on his two, well, his grandsons, which he's adopted, Joseph's sons, as his own children, the crossing of the hand at the last moment, meaning the right hand goes on Ephraim, the left hand goes on Manasseh. This crossing of the hands is represented in the Union Jack by the X. Right. And so why does Ephraim represent England and Manasseh, the United States? We should explain that. Well, the tribe of Ephraim basically was, uh, by the way, the word British means covenant man in Hebrew. British ah. means covenant man. So it's, they have the covenant. They got the, they received the material, uh, part of the, the lion's share of the material blessing. Um, most of Ephraim and Manasseh both settled in, in, uh, in the Isles, but Manasseh mostly settled in Scotland and Ireland and, and, um, and Ephraim in the south. Uh, the arist- Ephraim in Hebrew means aristocrat, by the way. Ah. And Manasseh, Manasseh means forgetful. So think of the Americans as, so the tribe of e- Ephraim basically is the tribe that's dominant within the Isles. And took most of power over the government of England and, uh, and ruled Ephraim as a tribe, ruled the, uh, the, the government of England. And so Manasseh – And Scotland. Manasseh, and, and Manasseh, Manasseh was part of that group that ran, for, ran to, to uh, America for religious freedom. And, um, and basically Manasseh basically is the tribe that took possession of the entire United States and t- controls its government. Which is interesting because, you know, England obviously or the United States was under the yoke of, of Great Britain. And so Manasseh under the yoke of Ephraim, which is in accordance with, with the, the, the Jacob's wishes because he right. gave the lion's share uh, to to Ephraim and and England would of course have an empire before the United States would rise. So, 
Now, is there anything significant in the rise of the British Empire in terms of prophecy, uh, in terms of the timing? Yes, there is, because in the book of Leviticus, um, there's a, a, a condition to the blessing that was given. Uh, the condition was that um, uh, after a period of time of having gotten the blessing, and remember, Solomon was the wealthiest man. So it, remember, at the time of King David, they were the, one of the wealthiest nations of the world. They traveled around the world on ships with the ships of Tarshish. And uh, the, uh, the queen, Cleopatra, they all came to see uh, David and Solomon. And Solomon was not only the wisest man that ever lived, he was the wealthiest man. And none of the men combined today who were alive with their wealth, the Saudis, the Americans, put them all at the world's wealth. None of them come close to Solomon's wealth. No one will have that wealth again. So the blessing started off and did go to Israel, and then they didn't keep the Sabbath and they worshipped idols, so it would be taken away, and the condition was it would be seven times, and seven times in Bible language means 2,520 years because seven times 360, so only a 360-degree day, 360-day year at that time, 360 was in the Bible day. So seven times that is 2520, and if you look at the timing, you'll see that from their captivity in 722 BC, if you add 2,520 years, you come down to 1,800, and all of a sudden, and these tribes in the isles, go from being nobodies compared to Spain and Portugal and the world empires at that time. England was a nobody, and they go from being nobodies to in one century take over and become a world empire that the sun never sets. That's the divine blessing. The British people didn't do that. That was given to them as a blessing in the Bible, thanks to Abraham. Right. And so back to Ephraim. Yeah. Yeah. then do the do the early do the families that take the throne in England uh, from the time that the these tribes settled in 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 the British Isles do the the kings and queens then come from this line from Ephraim? Um, what happens is this that the um, uh, There's a covenant given to David at the time he was king that said if his people obey the commandments, then no one will sit on the throne who is not of the seed of David. Okay, so everyone who will sit on the throne, that's the pillar stone, that's the stone of scone, that's Jacob's pillar stone is the is the throne. Remember, let's remember this, that. In 722, when the ten tribes left Jerusalem and went to the north, they abandoned the throne of David and and the tribe of Judah, not just the tribe of Judah. There was none to follow the throne, the house of David, other than the tribe of Judah. Right. So what happened was the British throne, in effect, which is the throne of David, was sitting in Jerusalem while they were scattering themselves across. After 722 B.C., remember, Judah didn't go into captivity to 586 B.C. 
over a hundred years later. So the Jews were there as a country. And so the British throne, the English throne, so to speak, wasn't yet the English throne, but it was the throne of David, was still in Jerusalem between 722 and 586 B.C. Right. But what happened was in 586 B.C. when Judah went into captivity, the last king, Zedekiah's uh, daughter, Tiatefi, was taken by Jeremiah, the prophet, took Tiatefi, Jeremiah, 586 B.C., and he took the stone. He took the throne, in effect. He took the throne as the Judah was falling instead of – it's like a Star Wars episode. Instead of letting it fall into the hands of the Babylonians in 586, he took the throne and he went to the British Isles, right. to Ireland. We should mention the, with, the, the, the with, stone. With, yeah. The stone, the stone of scone or Jacob's stone. Pil- Jacob's pillar stone, which used to be in this in the Westminster Abbey. I actually saw it and touched it there. Oh, but we should explain what it is. What happens is the pillar stone comes about like this. When Jacob was told by uh, Isaac's representative that he had received the blessing and he knew he had the blessing, but he didn't know the full extent of it. When he was given a picture of the full extent of it, he it just absolutely caused him to go into a magnificent dream because you can imagine he probably saw Chicago, Los Angeles, airplanes, moon landings. He saw when he when this was open to him, he 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 went to sleep and had this dream of angels coming up and down a, a um, uh, an escalator. There's two up two up and down escalators, and one's going up, the other's going down, and angels are riding on these escalators. And he has this dream, and in the morning he takes that stone, consecrates it with oil, and basically he. It took hands the blessing of rulership into the stone, and it becomes the throne. Ah, okay. He, he makes it the throne with that blessing. You know what's a real blessing? A well-behaved, obedient, loving pet. If you have a dog, how would you like to develop your dog's hidden intelligence and eliminate bad behavior and create the obedient, well-behaved pet of your dreams? A woman named Adrian Ferracelli, a professional certified dog trainer, has helped hundreds of dog owners train their dogs to be well-behaved, obedient, loving pets by bringing out the hidden intelligence inside the dogs. You can quickly eliminate any behavioral problem your dog has, no matter how badly you think it's ingrained, and no matter what kind of dog you have. The science behind this is simple. You may have heard of neuroplasticity in the human brain. Well, our brains are capable of learning new behaviors because of this neuroplasticity. And your dog's brain has the same plasticity. With the right mental stimulation that Adrian teaches, any dog's brain will become more open and receptive to learning new information. Your dog will listen to you and understand what you want it to do. When this happens, bad behaviors simply fade away as more desirable ones appear in their place. So, if you want to check out this remarkable dog training system, just visit realbusinessbargains.com. That's realbusinessbargains.com. Realbusinessbargains.com. The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Then, it is violently opposed. Finally, it is accepted as self-evident. Let me just read that again and what that means. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. 
Nelson Thal is here talking about the ancient roots of the United Kingdom. His website, incidentally, is tribaltalkers.com. We were talking about the Stone of Scone, which traveled to England from Israel. Okay, so the Stone of Scone, or the Stone of Jacob, is rescued from the clutches of the Babylonians and taken by Jeremiah and the last queen of Judah uh, to the British Isles. And now the the throne of David is vested in that stone. So all the kings and queens of England are sitting on David's pillar stone. Right. Jacob's pillar stone are sitting on Jacob's pillar stone. Exactly. Okay. More, more, which is why you have the Union Jack. The even the throne is Jacob's pillar stone. Okay, so the the early king, all the early kings and queens are their descendants from Ephraim. Correct. Correct. The un- the only thing I think we should point out is this is not secret information that's private. This is secret information that's been public for many years, long time. Right. It's the, all there. It's like that old joke. It's, they it's hide not this. like we're finding any – when it's not like we're talking about something that's secret that's been private. All this is public knowledge if you wanted to look into it and yet secret public knowledge because it's there for everybody to know if they want to know it. But if you don't want to know it, you can't find it. Right. It's that old joke. They hide this sort of thing in books. Right. <laughs> Yeah, hide it in books. Exactly. Okay, so. Um, and in the Library of Congress. Now, it's interesting, you know, the one would think that if the kings and queens of England were descended from the House of David, yeah. uh, you know, that there's some, I don't know. They're uh, not. They they're, would not. Send- they're not. They're not descended because this the condition was that if you obeyed my laws – you would not have if some some relative of yours would be on the throne, but they didn't. They 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 worship the sun. They don't keep the seventh day Sabbath, and they worship idols. So they went into captivity, and and basically the, the, the throne's been tossed to the wind. Anybody who's a power hungry broker and thief and bully can can grab it, which is what's happened. <coughs> okay, so the early descendants, or the sorry, the early kings the and people, queens are the not descendants. Hanover, the house of Hanover have, are not the seed of David. No, but in, in, there's they, they've they've kidnapped his throne. Ah, okay. So I was going to say that because the condition is the condition is David won't sit on it right now because David's not keeping the laws of the commandments. Simple. And so it, 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 that condition is not met. So uh, it won't be s- someone who's not of the seed of David uh, will have access to it, and it'll be taken over. And certainly that happened with uh, James of Scotland was when it first started to surface to take over. It, it's Jacob's trouble. It's called in Jeremiah Jacob's trouble. Right. They'll lose control of all these things. They'll lose control of the throne. They'll lose control of the government. They'll lose control of all different – they'll lose control of the Pentagon. They'll lose control of of uh, the OSS, right? Okay, but yeah, let's just back up though because I'm still in with Ephraim and, and trying yeah. to understand the – so the – but it's, they are the descendants of Ephraim who were on the throne, are they not in, initially in England? Um, they were, but they don't – they aren't right now. No, but back then, right. Yes, back then they were, of course, yes. 
yes, certainly in Ireland and Scotland, there were still lots of, uh, of um, it, well, right up until James of Scotland. They were all basically Ephraim right up until then. Right. But again, because they're not <laughs> keeping the Sabbath, because they're not obeying the, the religious laws, they the are... Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments. Therefore, the statutes and the laws. So there is this disconnect then from obviously then the house of David, right? Okay. Now any now any other house can sit on the throne of England, right? It's like it's like when they captured the uh, the ark. It's like when the uh, some <clears throat> the Israelites had the ark. Well, the ark got captured by the Philistines. They got the ark. So, you know, this stuff gets tossed around, and uh, the the throne of David now has been taken over by forces outside the control of Ephraim and Manasseh. Right, because they have to wait that for that twenty five hundred and twenty years before everything is to be. Well, they after twenty five hundred and twenty years, they got the material blessing, but still, they still were vulnerable to having the throne of David taken over by outside forces, outside tribes, the right. enemy. Okay, so when does that get corrected? You you mentioned King James, who was well, it wasn't that it was corrected. That's when Ephraim and Asel, That was when Jacob's trouble started. When King James of Scotland James, when that, yeah, ascended when that, the throne. Explain right. that, why. Well, basically what happened was other tribal groups like the Assyrians um, were able to infiltrate into these families and take them over. Uh, the, 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 all the Nazi guys are all from the tribe of Assyria. Okay. That's so- not... That's not one of the Hebrew tribes, right. not one of the tribes of Jacob. So, so the, the James, throne, King James, yeah. was a Stuart, correct? Right. He was from the house of Stuart. Yeah. And when he came to the throne... That was all Vatican, right? That was Stuarts were all Catholic, Vatican. Right. But when he came to the throne, there's there no, he's no longer descended from Ephraim. Is that the idea? That's right. He was the, he was from a, tri- a different tribe. He wasn't he wasn't of the tribe of of, of uh, remember Ephraim and Manasseh are, are all part of Israel. So the Assyrians are separate from the tribes of Israel. They're they're, they're the uh, the enemy of the Israelites. Actually, they took they in seven twenty two they were the ones that took Israel into captivity. Right. So then from the House of Stuart into the, the, the House of Tudor and King Henry the, uh, the Eighth and so forth, well, this is who, – who is King Henry? Is he uh, an Ephraimite or is he a Syrian? Who is he? You know, um, I, think the, I think it started to go back and forth – between different tribal groups, certainly um, the battle, the Tudors uh, were um, were some sort of a mix between the two, uh, because they were um, they were uh, they were interlopers, so to speak, uh, and they won. Remember, some of these houses took over because they won on the field of battle. Uh, they would win a vac- victory on the field of battle, and then uh, usually the Assyrian tribes had the strongest 
the strongest uh, forces at the time. And um, uh, certainly these battles went back and forth, but Tudors got defeated. And eventually, of course, we know that the House of Hanover took over, which is Assyrian. The House of Hanover is Assyrian because it's German. It's from Germany, right. Yeah. It's, it's not that it's just from German, because remember, I mean, some of the Israelite tribes went through Germany. But when the Israelite tribes got there, they went through the Darial Pass. By the way, the Darial Pass is, the, um, is called the, path, the, the Gates of Israel. So that's right on the maps. So the, the, you, you don't even have to scratch the surface. Even, even, even uh, the, uh, the path they took through the mountains has been called the Gates of Israel for many years. And yet it's a thousand miles away from the Middle East. So the, the, tri- the migration of these, of these tribes was, is well understood and well documented over the, over the years. Right. It's, it's not just uh, – uh, um, we're not just some the we're talking about uh proofs that are cultural that are linguistic that are dna etc cetera, etc cetera. so we're it's not our point of view we're not giving our own private point of view here everything is backed up by um documentation scientific evidence is what we're talking from we're speaking from scientific evidence in that regard as well right. the dna evidence has is has verified all the the um uh, patterns that were shown by linguistics and by writings and history and uh, folklore and uh, and coins and and artifacts, etc. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Now, just yeah. before we we wrap up part one here, yeah. Um, so then, is there? I mean, who should be on the throne if it was supposed to be someone who descended from the throne of David? Who? What do we know? What family should be on the throne if it's not the Windsors? Because no, we don't know. We don't know. No, no. Well, there's no indication given. I mean, the uh, the Bible just talks about the, uh, the the house of David and uh, and the um, and the throne. Uh, right. Because um, eventually, that's the throne. The the, this, the throne of David is the throne that um, Christ will uh, occupy and sit on as when he at his second coming. Right. But just to summarize here before we um, we end the part one, so Ephraim yeah. um, is yeah. given Ephraim the, the material is, blessing. Is, is in Hebrew names, yes, his Hebrew name. Just remember, his Hebrew name is aristocrat. Manasses is forgetful. So Ephraim is um, is England. Ephraim is yeah. given the material blessing by Jacob, and but that will not kick in until twenty five hundred and twenty years from seven twenty two BC, which was when the the tribes of Israel were taken into captivity and then scattered. So around eighteen hundred. No, no, wait, wait, Richard. It first kicks in in thousand BC with King David uniting Israel creating the United Kingdom. Right. So David sits on his throne. It's called Israel. It's the United Kingdom. He's united all the tribes. And so the United Kingdom got its the blessing that was promised to Abraham right there in 1000 BC. But it only lasted with them till 722 because what happened in the interim period is they stopped 
keeping the conditions of receiving the blessings. Right. So they lost the material blessing because they weren't keeping the laws, the Ten Commandments. And and then those tribes are scattered, except for Judah. Right. Uh, Ephraim lands in England. But uh, God makes a promise that right. even if they don't obey him, after 2,520 years, he promised that he will then give them back the blessing. Right, which means 1800, and we see the rise of the British Empire. That's right. And there sits the Stone of Scone, uh, which is which has links back to the uh, the throne uh, in the United Kingdom in in um, in Israel. David's the throne of King David. That's right. Is sitting in London. Well, actually, you see, they moved it, and it's now in Scotland. So. It may be going back the way it came, but we also point out that Jeremiah's scribe's name was Baruch, and if you go to Ireland and Scotland, you'll see Baruch that, and Baruch that, and Baruch that. They even call it, it's a bra bricked, moonlit, nick to nick. I mean, it's all, his name is embedded within the Irish language, the Scottish language, more than anywhere else. Baruch, the scribe of Jeremiah. Baruch, Baruch and Jeremiah and the last queen of Israel were the ones that took the stone of scone to the British Isles. Right. And Jeremiah is buried in Ireland. Thank you, Nelson. Thanks very much, Richard. What a fascinating and knowledgeable man, and a good friend, too. Well, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'm going to tell you what's coming up on episode 85 of Conspiracy Unlimited. But first, I'm going to tell you something I just learned. Almost every diet works by temporarily putting your body into a state of ketosis. In this state, your body burns fat for energy instead of burning carbs. But these diets ultimately fail because they allow too many carbs to be reintroduced, flipping your body's source of energy back to carbs. Want to make your body always burn fat for energy so you lose the fat and keep it off? Try the Keto Diet by requesting your free copy of Bacon and Butter, the ultimate ketogenic diet cookbook. Grab a copy while supplies last, and all you pay is shipping and handling. Keto Resources is making this offer to you to introduce you to their community of like-minded people who are on the path to looking and feeling great. But don't wait. To get your free copy of the Ketogenic Diet Cookbook, go to OneGreatSolution.com. That's OneGreatSolution.com. OneGreatSolution.com. Coming up next, that's Friday, journalist researcher Russ Baker discusses the RFK assassination. Until next time, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting.